We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things green and gold. It is week 18, the final week of the regular season. It's the Packers and the Lions. My name is Mike Wendland, joined back for the first time in a couple of weeks, and good to be back here in 2022. Joined, as always, by Gage Bridgeford and Mark Echo. And guys, Packers got the one seed. Nothing really to play for against Detroit, but a chance to maybe see some injured players return. And there's a lot of different storylines in a game that really doesn't matter in the standings. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, first of all, it's, <laughs> I don't know who deserves credit, everybody, the player the coaching staff, the front office, that this Packer team, with all they've gone through this offseason and season, has clinched the number one seed with a week to go. I mean, they're, they're the only team in both in either conference to have it to, to a clinch. You know, like Tennessee is in pretty good shape to clinch, this, but they still have to beat Houston to do so. For Green Bay to wrap this up and have a basically, a you know, do what they want week, uh, today against the Lions, to me, it's just it's incredible. It's a, it's a great accomplishment for like I said, everyone involved. Yeah, it's it's awesome that we don't have to stress about what's going to happen in this game. We we just get to enjoy it. And while other teams are sitting there stressed out around the league, we're just like, yep, no, it doesn't matter what happens. Do we want Green Bay to win? Sure, because we always want our team to win. But at the same time, it's not the end of the world if they don't. Just they are – they've done the work. They put themselves in the position, and I don't want to hear anybody say, oh, well, they had an easy schedule. I don't care. You play the teams on your schedule. At the end of the day, that's what matters. Doesn't matter easy if the division schedule. is terrible. Yeah, no, people are people are knocking Green Bay for, oh, well, your division's easy because you have two coaches that are going to be fired this week and Zimmer and Nagy, and your division's awful and this and that. And they've gotten lucky, and they've only played a couple of playoff teams. I don't care. In the NFL, all 32 teams have to play the team on their schedule. Green Bay played the team. I agree. They West, which is everyone says is the best division in football, and they swept it. I agree. I'm, I don't disagree with you, Mark. I'm just telling you what I've heard from people in the last You've got to stop listening to those people. Yeah, you know what? I, would, I, I, sure, I sure would like to. They do need help. That's for sure. But, yeah, no, Green Bay locked up the one seed, played the toughest division in football, 
and played the played the AFC West, which is another division that could send could send three teams to the playoffs depending on. No, they well they oh didn't they play? It was the North. Well, they played the For some Chiefs. Reason, I felt like they played the, they played the AFC West last year. Okay, so they played the Chiefs and nearly knocked off the Chiefs, who everyone has as one of the Super Bowl favorites this year, and probably would have beat them if they had Rodgers. And beat the Bengals, who's, who have been a the number three seed right now, and is a very good team. Yeah. So and just and based played the Steelers, who if the Packers didn't beat them, would be in the playoffs, would be in one of the top six seeds in the NFC if the Packers didn't beat them. Yeah, so for the people who Green Bay playing easy schedule, they're just – I don't know what they're – I don't know what those people are seeing, but Green Bay playing for schedule, they won. They played for schedule, they won, they did their job, and now they get to enjoy it by playing a game against Detroit that I know we were talking before the podcast started. We have no idea how this game is going to go, and it's going to be impossible to predict. I wouldn't bet this game. No, there's a reason why the line is only three and a half for a Packers-Lions game. It's because no one knows what's going to happen – and I'm I'm not sure if there is even a first half line, so who even knows? But that's what we're going to talk a lot about today is going to be debating on how long are some of these guys going to play? Are they going to play? The injured guys returning? What are they going to do? There's a lot to kind of break down in this one as far as getting guys ready for the playoffs. I mean, obviously, David Bakhtiari's off injury reserve. He's been practicing off and on this week. Josh Myers is coming back. Dre Alexander is back, but because he was gone all week, he's not going to play this week. Uh, Kingsley Kiki is, is out, but hopefully they're getting him back in a couple of weeks. Randall Cobb, same thing in a couple of weeks. Like there's getting healthy at the right time is always a big part of any Super Bowl team, and it looks like the Packers may be finally starting to get healthy, which is something I didn't know was going to happen this year. Yeah, I know Mark and I talked about it a few weeks ago where Mark was saying, I don't know if we're going to see Debach this year. I don't know if we're going to see Jair or if we're going to see Z. We, I know we had that back and forth, and, you know, you're right. We still haven't seen Debach yet. We yeah. don't know if we haven't seen any of them yet. But LaFleur said that Jair, if it had been a normal week of practice, he probably would have been out there. Bakhtiari, if this game – I think if this game was a playoff game, I think he's playing tomorrow. Or today, I should say. I think that if it's a playoff game, I think he is out there. Unless, like, he has something go wrong in pregame where he just, like, tweaks something. I think he's out there. I think that that's where he's at. I know that they're playing it very cautious because they know how important he is to this team and how important he is to having him healthy for the playoff run. And so, But I think that he with he was a full participant on Friday. They've been working him up real slow for the last several weeks, really trying to make sure he's 100% or as close to 100% as they can get him. And considering how beat up this team was earlier this year, the, the fact that they are the semblance, of, like they're starting to resemble a healthy team now is just, it's bananas to me. Like they're going to be without... But Elton, Tunyon, but I'm trying to think of, like, guys that are guaranteed not coming back. Whitney Merciless. Merciless. Well, I'm talking opening day starters, though, is more what I was getting at. Like, compared to, like, a team like Baltimore, which is missing, like, everybody. The Titans, who have lost, who have played more players than any other team ever has. Green Bay has finally started to get healthy. And what I always say, the teams that win championships are the ones that get healthy at the right time, and they're playing their best football at the right time. Green Bay ran it up on Minnesota last week. They're getting healthy at the right time. They're 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 putting all the right stuff. They're reading the recipe book exactly to the letter right now. So that being said, let's look at then this Detroit matchup. And you say you want to be playing your best football at the right time. Does that mean do you play your starters for a quarter for a half in this game? Do you play Aaron Rodgers, Devonta Adams, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon for the first half to get them 
just to keep them dialed in because they're going to be off most of next week. They're probably not going to practice till Friday. And do you get them some reps and maybe get off to maybe try and get off to a good start for once in a game in the first quarter to get them ready for a playoff run against what's going to be a clearly better team than Detroit in two weeks? Um, well, you know, I I did a story for Packer Report this week on the, the the last time the Packers were in this situation was 2011. Um, they they actually clinched the number one seed, but like three weeks ago, they started off 13 and 0 that that year. So with three weeks left in the season, they were they had everything wrapped up. Now they were 13 and 0s and they were playing for an undefeated season. So then they lost to Kansas City. Um, and then they played the Bears on Christmas, and everybody played, and they won. So they got they got to fourteen and one. Then they, uh, ironically, they played the Lions the last the last game of that season as well, and that's the game that Rodgers did not play. Matt, that's that was that was the Matt Flynn game uh, where Flynn went out and threw six touchdown passes, and they beat the Lions forty five forty one. And anyone with any kind of a nagging injury, and the list was pretty. Pretty impressive guys that did not play. Clay Matthews didn't play. Charles Woodson didn't play. Greg Jennings didn't play. Um, Brian Balaga didn't play. And there's a couple more. Let's see if I so still have, have my list here. Um, Woodson, Clay, Jennings, Balaga. Uh, James Starks didn't play. And Randall Cobb was only a rookie, but he didn't play either. But enough other guys did play. Jordy Nelson played, and James Jones played, and Jermichael Finley played, and they all called touchdown passes from from Matt Flynn. Also, ironically enough, in in that game, uh, left tackle Chad Clifton had been out since October with a hamstring injury, and he did come back and play the first quarter of that game just to get his feet wet again. Um, And then he he came out, and then I believe he, he did start in the playoffs. Now, you can look at that game a couple of ways in that from, from Matt Flynn's standpoint, it, it, it made him it made him a star for a day and, and it helped him get a nice contract from the Seattle Seahawks as a free agent a couple months later. But the Packers lost in the first round that or the second round that year after a bye. That's the year they were as a number one seed, they got knocked off by the Giants at at home. So you can look at that. I mean, it's, it's an argument that will never there's no right answer to whether you should play the guys or don't play the guys. And um, I'm sure you could look up through the history of teams that rested guys and did well and teams that rested guys and lost. And I, I would – I don't know what I would do. I probably wouldn't play – I wouldn't play Rodgers only because of the toe. You know, what, the last thing they, they need is some lion player stepping on his toe or doing something that could aggravate that and, and make it worse. I mean um, – and again, anybody else? Uh, it's a tough call. I, I, I'm, I like to slide on the side of caution. You know, you, you know, I, I saw Devontae Adams quote about if you're scared, go to church. But I just don't. The last thing the Packers need. I remember covering an Eagles team one year where the last game it wasn't total meaningless, but they were pretty much locked into a wild card spot, and they played everybody. And their starting center, David Alexander. And Jerome Brown, their great defensive tackle, both got hurt in that game. And they both – Alexander missed the playoff game the following week against Washington. Jerome played but wasn't himself. He, he had hurt his shoulder. He basically played with one arm and wasn't effective. 
and they lost the game. And going back, everybody says, well, if you didn't play those guys in that game, they, you know, against a meaningless game against Arizona, it wouldn't have, you know. So, again, it, it, and you can look at things every, every way. It looks like the Packers are going to play guys probably, what do you think, a quarter to a half? That's what I'm thinking. I, I wouldn't play – I'm a little more, I guess, aggressive would be the word than you are. I think that getting them out there and keeping them at least in rhythm is worth doing so because I think that there are – I think, for one – like Rogers' toe is is messed up. I mean, unless like the, basically the only way it says basically the only way it's going to get worse is if he somehow like just gets it ripped off basically because it's broken, isn't it? It's already broken and just now it's just a pain tolerance thing more or yeah, less. It's fractured. It's fractured. So, when he says it might I, be. Is, he says it's almost hundred percent now. He says it's pretty much healed, and he's because he's practicing on it now. So I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I would rather I like I want him to go out there. I want him to play because I think he can. Because I think that he's smart enough to keep himself out of danger. If you have any instance where, like, a guy falls close to his foot, you know what, maybe you just go ahead and you pull in there. But I think that I want to keep Rodgers and the first-string offense out there for maybe one or two series, especially, like, if they come out hot on the first two series and they just they dice up the, the Lions defense, they go down, they score twice, even if they only score 10, I'm okay with that, and just pull in there. You could be like, look, we got through these two drives, nobody's hurt, we put up some quick points. You guys are good. Let's give you a week and a half off. That's why we got this bye in the first place. You're not going to have a full two weeks off in terms of resting because you did get to play a little bit today. And especially if Bakhtiari does play, I would love to have him out there with Rodgers just so they can be so you have Bakhtiari protecting Rodgers and really getting into the flow of things. I don't think he necessarily needs it because they both those guys have been around for a long time. They've been teammates for a long time. They train together in the offseason. Bakhtiari knows Rodgers and how he plays and how he moves and whatnot, but still just getting him out there, getting him in the rhythm again. I want to keep the offense humming because we've talked about it before, and you and Mike mentioned it a little bit ago. Green Bay starts slow. They've had a bunch of slow starts in the first quarter. I know uh, uh, Dari, Dari Gallagher, I'm not sure how to say his name, and I don't want to say it incorrectly. He pointed out over the last couple of weeks that Green Bay is like 26th in first quarter points, but they're like number one in second quarter points. Because they start slow. They have all year. They have a bunch of drives that end at the end of the first quarter because they take really long ones, and then they score it in the first 30 seconds of the second quarter. But Green Bay's offense, if they can come out fast and get points on the board, get a couple of good drives under their belt, pull them, let the backups and go in, let Jordan Love get a lot of work. I just don't want you to, I just don't want Green Bay to go and say, you know what, we're just going to take the full week off, and then in two weeks the offense comes out and just lays an egg in the first half and has to storm back. I don't want to see that happen. I'm with you. And, uh, I, th- I think you play him a quarter, maybe a third drive if it goes late into the second, depending on like, the time of possession, stuff like that. But with David Bakhtiari, I think more it's not of him playing with Rodgers, it's him playing with Runyon. Uh, he had he had Jenkins with uh, next to him all last year at left guard. Now Runyon's at left guard. you got to adjust how Runyon's footwork is going to be, how wide is his stance when he gets out of there. Because that's thing you want is your tackle coming off a reconstructed knee, stepping on his guard's foot and rolling an ankle or even re-injuring the knee. So I think I think I think that's more important for Bakhtiari than playing with Rogers. So you could even play him with Jordan Love, and I think that would be as equal of a thing. The other question though is Aaron Jones is questionable. Do you think they play him in this one with his knee, or do you just do you roll with Dylan and Patrick Taylor and give Jones that extra week? Because unlike some of these guys, he is banged up, and we saw that at the end of the Minnesota game where he limped off. Like I, I think Jones probably doesn't play. 
but other guys, I think they're healthy. I mean, Devontae Adams has talked about how he wants to break Jordy Nelson's record. If he has 70 yards, he breaks Sterling Sharp's uh, career record for yards and jumps, I think, to uh, second or third all-time in, in Packers history in receiving yards. So there, there's, like, some incentive stuff there, but I think it, they probably play a quarter, I would say probably three series and done. But the injured guys who are on the injury report, I think they probably don't play. I agree. Aaron Jones, I wouldn't put him – I wouldn't even dress him, though. No. I mean, like you said, he has a knee. last thing you need is for him to aggravate that in a game for no reason. Um, and, again, I, I would play Dylan, like I like, like you said, maybe a quarter, a little more. This is the perfect game for Patrick Taylor to get a lot of work and see what you have in a, in a guy for next year. This is, a, this is a, great, a great game for the front office to look at some guys that are going to be on that. I mean, and look, the, the Packers have very important things to look forward to this year, which is trying to get to the Super Bowl and win it. But you always are looking ahead. So a guy like Patrick Taylor, um, some of the guys, some of the backups, some of the young guys on, on, on defense, uh, 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 John Charles, a corner. This is a, this is a great, a great opportunity for these young guys, a, a McDuffie at linebacker, to get, you know, real NFL game time, not preseason, but game time experience against an NFL team, you know, against other teams like, you know, starters to see what, what they have and what they don't have. And, you know, are they going to be – because let's be honest, next year's Packer roster is going to look different. A lot of guys aren't going to be here because of you know, salary cap issues and whatever else. These young guys don't make any money. So they, they're not in danger of, you know, being cut for salary cap. But they have to – you know, they could be important cogs in the team next year, key backups if, if, if nothing else. So let's see a Patrick Taylor. Let's see some of these wide receivers, Jawan Winfrey. Um, I'm sure he'll be out there a lot, you know, when, when Adams and, and Lazard come out. Let's see Winfrey. Let's see Amari Rogers. Let's get him a lot of playing time tomorrow uh, t- today. I'm with you. And I think the, the other thing to talk about as well, because we talked about David Bakhtiari, Josh Myers – who knew, no one knew anything about what his injury was or how his recovery was, and now he's back. It came, kind of came out of left field when Matt LaFleur announced it. So what do you do with him? Do you put him right back in at center? Do you ease him in and, and keep Patrick at center? Like what? I guess depending on how Myers looks, what do you do in the playoffs then with these guys? Because Patrick has been fine at center. He's done a good job with the line calls. He's been kind of a glue guy for this makeshift line. So it's it's a good problem to have, but what do you do with Myers now? Because they drafted him in the second round to be the center for now and the future. It's just, what do you do? I mean, I kind of mentioned this before we got started, that I think you go with the put-your-best-guys-out-there approach. Um, Lucas Patrick obviously started all 16 games last year at right guard. He has he has the versatility to play either spot. We've had questions about Royce Newman this year no matter what uh, Chris Collinsworth tries to say on um, Sunday Night Football. We've had John Runyon Jr. has played very well at left guard. He's, for a guy playing when coming into the year, we were like, yep, nope, he's a he's a backup, and we're good there because he's a solid backup across the interior. Josh Myers, like you said, drafted in the, sec- drafted in the second round to be the center of now and future and started the year strong, just kind of like had misuse here and there like any other rookie does, but other than that, played well for the most part. Now you have a opportunity where you have to figure out what to do, and I say you just put Myers in the rotation, and if Myers wins the center spot, great. If he 
if he and you're like, okay, well, we want to keep Lucas Patrick out there, have Lucas compete against Royce Newman and against John Runyon Jr. Put your best guys out there at the end of the day because, uh, like, at the tackle spots, it's a little different. Like, obviously, we see guys that just can't necessarily swing to the right side. My prime example of this is Penny Sewell. Guy started the year right tackle, looked terrible. Kicked him over to the left tackle spot, and he's looked great. Why? Because he's a left tackle. On the interior, guys can't necessarily always swing between the three spots, but we've seen with Elton Jenkins, he can play all five spots. Luke's Patrick has played guard and center. Give these guys, just put your best guys out there, and as long as it's not going to, as long as you're not going to risk anything with the issue of chemistry, like if it's a matter of the five that we have on the field now, they're grooving, we don't want to mess it up, and putting Myers back in there is going to really throw that off then, yeah, maybe you just keep him in, like, as the backup center and just say, look, it's just what we're rolling with right now. But I just say you give Myers a shot to, to play one of the spots and just roll with whoever the best three guys are because at the end of the day, it's all about having your best guys on the field. And if you can get them all on, on the field at the same time where they're working well together, that's at the end of the day, that matters. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Well, here, here's a question for you. What do you... What do you do with Yas Neiman? You know about your your best guys. He's been pretty darn good. I do you move him the right tackle. Do you do you leave? Do you just? I mean, where, what what do you do with? Him? Unfortunately, I think you got to kick him back to the bench. I mean, unless Billy Turner, like unless Billy Turner's not back, but what if Turner's not back? I keep Kelly at right tackle. Thanks. Or later today, what do you do today? If, if Bakhtiari starts a left tackle today, 
But is Neiman your your right tackle, or is, or is he not playing? You give him the shot to beat it. Like, if he can beat out Dennis Kelly at right tackle, then put him at right tackle. Again, just put your best. Just give, just compete. Clean right. No, but I'm saying top. opening snap, first quarter, Packers get the ball. Who's that? Give me your starting offensive line today. I, I mean, I. You're in charge. Give me your offensive I, line. Well, and is Devok active? Yes. Okay, so Devok at left tackle. I'm probably I'm leaving John Running Jr. at left guard because I like him there. I am probably putting Lucas Patrick at right guard and putting. Josh Myers back at center, and I'll give Yost the chance at right tackle, but Dennis Kelly, I think, has played well at right tackle. I like him over there. I think that he plays well. I don't know how Yost would translate to the other side. If he can translate well, then, yeah, put him out there because yeah, I think he's been an objectively better player like at his position than Kelly has, but at the same time, if he can, like that transition can be hard because you're kicking the complete opposite direction. Like your your drop step has to be completely different. It's a completely different angle for guys to play, and there's a reason the guys tr- struggle with that transition from time. Like there's a reason not everybody does it. If Yosh can make that transition and he looks good over there, I'm all about putting him out there. But I like as a person that has not seen him play at right tackle or cannot recall seeing him play right tackle, if he's not going to like if he's not going to be effective over there, I don't want to I'm not gonna force him in there just from the standpoint of, oh well he's better than Dennis Kelly in my opinion, put him out there. I need to see him play at that spot before I can just hundred percent say, Yep, lock him into right tackle. Yeah, I'm kind of the opposite. I, I would put I would move Yash to the bench. I I think he is a like you talk about Penny School, I think Yash is a left tackle. He was in college that's what that's what yeah, I was coming into the yeah. draft. He was seen as basically a left tackle only type prospect with his because he's he's long and lean and crazy athletic, and usually those guys are going to be your left tackles. And Kelly has been very good at right tackle since he came in, and plus he was again he's he's been a right tackle for most of his career. I, I think you keep him at right tackle until Turner is ready to come back. I would go Bakhtiari, Runyon, Myers. I would keep Newman out there. He's been getting better and better, and that we have Patrick as that versatile guy. Where if one of them goes down, you got Patrick coming in, and, and also in just in case something were to happen with Myers, you were to re-aggravate, then you can put Patrick right back at center, plug him back in, and then I'd keep Kelly at right tackle. But then, 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 then you had to have Patrick, you have Neiman, you have Nyman, you have Braden, you have Hanson, who might get some, who will get some snaps at center as well. You have plenty of depth on that line, especially now if those two guys are back, and 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 that's even not even having Billy Turner. So I, I think I think you keep the guys in their spots, but then just may, just move them down the depth chart of peg. So Nyman will be the backup left tackle, Patrick the backup center, and you go from there. I, I think those are you would be how, how you handle your best five situation. But let's talk about Detroit a little bit because it, that is technically we're doing technically a game preview. Detroit it looks like they're getting Jared Goff back, and there, there was a, a question posed by. The fan in Green Bay, the radio station, was which one? It was name a random Lions player from the past, and then also which player are you more nervous about on Sunday? Whether it's they'll have a big game or whether they can cause an issue for the Packers, whether maybe creating an injury or things like that. Are there any players that make you nervous about how they might play in this game that could cause issues for the Packers getting ready for the playoffs? No word, no. I'm not worried about this. This is a game. I don't know if they're taking off. I'm taking off. I'm, I, this is one game where my blood pressure is going to stay 120 over 80 the whole way. I'm not going to get nervous. I'm not going to sweat. Uh, I'm, it, no, nothing and and No, nothing worries me about this. Nothing, nobody on the Lions worries me. The Packers worry. That's it. Just don't get anybody. Don't do something stupid. That's all. Don't get don't get, them, get the guys out like, like Gabe said. 
Go down, score your first two drives. Even if it's 10 nothing, that's fine. Come out, high five. Adams breaks the record. Hey, way to go, Devontae. And let's see Jordan Love. I'm gonna watch. I want to. I want to watch a little bit of Jordan Love for three quarters. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm just. I like. I'm okay with. I'm okay with Green Bay losing this game. I. Who cares? At, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. This game has absolutely zero meaning for Green Bay if win or lose. Detroit has played has played tough, hard all year. They are like. I think that Dan Campbell is perfect for this Lions team. And for because I think he's a great culture coach, as we've seen all year long. The guy cares about winning. He all he like he just wants to see his guys get better, and he wants to see them improve. And that's what they've been doing this year. They've been tough. They've been a tough out all, all year. I mean, we saw it back when Green Bay played them earlier in the season. That for the first half they were they were leading. It was what wasn't it seventeen fourteen heading into yeah. halftime. Yeah. So they just they're a tough team, and if they win the game. Good for them. If Green Bay wins the game because Jordan Love goes out and plays well after Rodgers has exited the game, great. But there's no reason to risk extensive amounts of injury. I don't – and if Green Bay, like I said, like Mark said, let's go see Jordan Love for three quarters. Let's have Devontae break, his, break the record and just call it a day because that's all you really need to do here. There's no incentive for you to – I look at this game kind of like week three of the preseason. Like you're gonna go out there, you're gonna get your starters a couple, just a couple drives, get them some reps, get them out there, and then just go let the uh, the backups and the future guys for this team get some meaningful reps because normally in the preseason the guys aren't getting reps against legit NFL talents, and that's what Green Bay's backups can get this week against guys like Amon Rossi Brown has been good this year. I think DeAndre Swift is gonna play again this week, even though he probably shouldn't because he's been banged up each of his first two seasons. Don't run your starting running back into the ground. Uh, Jared Goff is a, for all of his warts, is a NFL starting quarterback. There are, this is the perfect game because you're getting live game reps at game speed. It's going to be played like a real game because at the end of the day it is, but it's ultimately a preseason game because winning winning and losing doesn't matter. So I'm, I'm all about Green Bay, go out, get your drives in, and then go take a break and let's, ha- uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Yeah, I'm with you, so I, I just want to make sure like that no one can, like step on a foot or something like that. Talk about, talk about Rogers. So you know, I want like Michael Brockers coming through and stepping on his foot, things like that. Well, that can happen no matter what. Like we, I mean, we've had Green Bay linemen step on Rogers' foot. Like that just that happens more than yeah. Like I, like I can, you can walk around at your job, at your day job, and get your foot stepped on just because somebody didn't see you coming around the corner. So, in the game like the NFL, which like Demonte said, if you're worried about getting hurt, go to church, whatever. At the end of the day, guys can get hurt going through a walkthrough. I know there was like Teddy Bridgewater's entire career changed during a tr- during a training camp practice. That's just that's how easy it is for these things to for for these things to happen for guys to get hurt and things to change like that. So I am okay with Green Bay playing a couple of quarters. It's not like they're going up against a team of guys who are just all out there to try and hurt them. No one no one in the NFL really I think wants to ever hurt anybody. I think they just a lot of times just. I was going to brush past it, but yes. Besides, like in Dominican Sioux, most of the time these guys all know they're all professionals. They're all just out there trying to make a living, and they're not. Tr- no one's ever trying to intentionally hurt and harm anybody. So I'm not concerned about uh, Green Bay in that way. Let me ask. A, I don't like. I hate. Is, I hate. I'm, I'm going to hate myself for asking this because I don't like hypotheticals. But let's say the Packers weren't playing the Lions this week, or they were playing the Lions. Whoever they were playing. Let's say the team they were playing was like the Saints. Who need they need a win to get in, whereas if the Packers beat them, they're out. 
would that would that affect your decisions at all? Do you believe in the integrity of the game that you should try to help the other team? Whatever, you know what I'm saying? I I don't I don't believe in the integrity of the game. I think the whole unwritten rules thing in sports is stupid. I always have. I played baseball for 13 years, and I've always thought the unwritten rules thing was nonsense. I think the idea that a guy can smoke a grand slam over the wall in the eighth inning already up by 10 runs and people get mad at him, I think you're stupid. Because if I I pitch to you, are you not trying to also hit home runs and trying to make your team come back? Because that's the agreement we're making here. If you like Green Bay, if Green Bay doesn't need like Green Bay doesn't need to win. There's no like oh we'll let them win to let them get in the playoffs. Who cares? It's at the end of the day. Took a lot of heat for that last year when they sat down against Washington. Yeah, because old school football guys are stupid and they need to quit telling people to get off their lawn. Mind your business. If the coaches don't want to play their team the entire game, they don't have to. I guarantee Lafleur is going to get blasted because Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are playing at all. I guarantee it. I get it, and especially if Aaron Rodgers takes a sack. If Rodgers at any point gets sacked or gets hit once, Lafleur will get absolutely blasted for allowing his players to play. And I don't care because at the end of the day, I trust Lafleur and the players to put themselves in the best position to make plays, not get hurt, and come out with and come out with a with a good game. So you're saying if this if the Lions needed this game. If they were nine and seven right now, and they needed this, a win for the Lions would put them in the in the playoffs. Whereas a loss would eliminate them. You would still do the same thing: play Rodgers a quarter, play Adams a quarter, and it, get them out. And, sure, because it because it, it doesn't cause it doesn't it doesn't affect it doesn't affect Green Bay at all. Basically, the only way I would do that is if you were playing a team where you're like, huh, if we match up in the playoffs, they right. could absolutely beat us. Then maybe I'm going to be a little more aggressive. But if it's a team like there's just any X Y Z team, I don't I don't really care. It's just at I mean, the end of the day, Bears, the Bears, the, I remember, what was it, 2018, where the Bears beat the Vikings. The Bears, the Bears were locked in, and the Vikings needed to win to get in. And the Bears beat the Vikings, knocked them out of the playoffs, and allowed the Eagles to make the playoffs. And then the Eagles beat the Bears in the first round. The Eagles said, thank you, Bears, by beating them. In the first round of the playoffs. Do you think the Falcons are going to lay down to play the Saints today? No. Boom. There you go. That game has zero meaning to the Falcons. That's what I'm saying. The Falcons are going to play Matt Ryan four quarters and try to win. Yeah, but the I think the difference is there. It's like it's a it's a direct rivalry game. So well, think, granted, this is all a hypothetical thing. It's just right, right. Well, no, but, well, Falcons Saints isn't hypothetical. That's a real game, and I think the Falcons are going to play. To the Falcons are going to want to spoil the Saints season. I think it's. I think it's different. Like I, th- I think if it was San Francisco, it'd be a little different because they worry. I think they would worry a team like the Packers more than the Saints. I don't think Taysom Hill's winning a playoff game, so I think I think it depends on the matchup. Yeah, I agree. I think it's very matchup dependent. Well, I was saying if the Lions were good, if the Lions were a nine and seven team, nine and seven team that was on the borderline of making the playoffs. I think if you were, if, it's a I think ride. if you were actually worried about them in the playoffs, it would it, then maybe. Then you knock them out. But if you're Green Bay, are you? Are there any teams outside of the top four who you, who you are really truly worried about in the playoffs? That I'm not even worried about teams in the top four. The only team that can beat the Packers is the Packers. Yeah, I mean, just just kind of in general, like are they're better? They're better than every, they're better than the Rams. They're better than the Cardinals. They're better than the Cowboys. They're better than the Tampa Bay right now. They're better than all those teams, in my opinion. But I thought that last year too. 
and then they lost to Tampa Bay because they gave up a, a bomb at the end of the first quarter, and Aaron Jones put the ball on the ground at the beginning of the third, third quarter, and they, that was the game. I know, so I guess the last thing before we wrap things up, let's look at some of the other games that do matter for playoff implications. A lot of them will be in that 3 o'clock game, so what can Packers fans watch? Obviously, the big the big ones are Saints-Falcons, because the Saints need a win, and 49ers-Rams. Rams win the division with the win. Niners have to win, the, or they need the win if New Orleans wins to stay in the playoffs. Niners have been in that sixth spot almost the entire, or the entire second half of the season. Which game do Packers fans need to pay attention to getting ready for potential playoff matchups in two weeks? Are there any of those late games that they have to keep an eye on? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to stay for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I would say the Rams-Niners game is the one, I think, more than any other. Um, like you said, the Niners... That's a heck of a game, too. I don't even know who I, who I think is going to win that game. That's that's The Rams need it because right now, if the Rams win, they're the two seed. And the two seed is a that, that people don't, don't understand. It's very good to be the two seed because you're you're guaranteed two home games. And maybe a third if the one seed were, were to get knocked off. So, you're, you're you know, two is way better than three because three, you've got to go on the road to two. If, if form holds, you know, the Rams will be home against. Tampa Bay instead of having to go to Tampa Bay. So you really want to be the two seed. Whereas if the Rams lose that game, not only will they not be the two seed, but if Arizona beats Seattle, which they're favored to do, the Rams would drop all the way to the five seed. Now they're on the road for they're on the road the entire playoffs. So that's that's a huge game for the Rams, but it's just as big for San it's maybe bigger for San Francisco because if they lose and the Saints beat the Falcons, they're out. Like you said, they've been in that spot all year. Now, now they would be the odd team out because of because of a tiebreaker with the Saints and Eagles. Even though they beat the Eagles, they would be out because of a three way tie. They would have the worst uh, conference record. So that's it, that, that's a huge game. The worst part about that for San Francisco is the fact that they beat Philly head to head too. Yeah, like that. Saints should be the team out. If those, if I was in charge, I would say. The Niners beat the Eagles. The Eagles beat the Saints. Saints, you're right. But the the Saints didn't play head to head. What is it? Is it conference record? Is that? Conference record because the Saints didn't play the Niners. So okay, it's so it's yeah. conference. And the Eagles have the best conference record, and the Saints would or the Niners would have the worst conference record. Well, the Eagles also, if they win, they'll be the Eagles will be ten and seven. So like even, win, yeah, yeah, they have to play what they're playing Washington. No Dallas. Oh, they're playing Dallas. Oh, okay. But and they Dallas plays. The Eagles play Saturday night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I just – there is – that 4 o'clock slate is loaded with games. Obviously, a lot, I think a lot of them are, like, AFC and don't have a ton of bearing on, like, Green Bay and whatnot. But, like, that that Rams game is the that – is, that is the one that I will have my eyes locked on for the 4.30 slate. I will have, like, my eyes on other games for betting purposes. But the that Rams 49ers game is obviously the game of the – that's the game of the week in terms of the non-night game. Well, I want to watch Tampa Bay just to see if anybody else takes their shirt off and leaves in the middle of the game again. Just, you never know what's Tampa Bay. That was the most wild thing, 
and it's and it's Jan- and we're like less than a week into January. We're less than two weeks into January, and we've already had the like the most wild thing that we might see like all year. This this story is but that story's bananas and just continues to get it's, it's it crazy. continues to change. Yeah, no, they who okay, real quick, who do we think who do we want Green Bay to play in the first round of their playoffs? Like obviously we don't know the full teams yet, but the Giants. Oh, they're not in the playoffs. No, yeah, thanks, Mark. Thanks. I'll, uh, no, they don't want to play for Joe I'll call up Dave Gettleman and say, "Hey, we need you in the playoffs." I want, yeah, I want, I want the Giants, the Panthers, and uh, that'll be enough. That'll, that'll get me to the Super Bowl, right? That'll get you two rounds. And then we'll get the Jets in the Super Bowl for you. There you go. I was thinking Jaguars, but I'll take the Jets too. Yeah, no, Jaguars definitely. I'd want. No, who do we want them in the first round? Yeah, like obviously you can say the whole like oh well I don't want to I don't like I I, I don't want to play like this team or that team like who do we who do we want to match up with of like a legitimate team that's going to make the playoffs? Probably the Saints. Card. I'll, I'll be, I don't think the Saints. Are, I'm not sure the Saints are going to make. It. Yeah, if it's I think the Saints because I think Trey Lance is playing today for San Francisco, and I like I love Trey Lance, but he is not ready yet because Kyle Shanahan refuses to play change his offense to fit him. And I think that the Rams can do enough, especially with against a 49ers secondary that is missing basically everybody. I think earlier this week they had six defensive backs on the COVID-19 list. And I think while some of, well, one or two of them may come off, I don't think they're getting all of them back. And the ones they had were already not good. Cooper Cup is within a couple of different milestones that he can easily achieve this week. He needs to hit, like, the all-time receiving record. And like a receiving record, he needs. Like uh, I think he needs like 200, or he needs 12 catches for 136 yards and 171 yards for 2K. I think that both of those are achievable. Cooper Cup is not going to be stopped. I think that if you're like, if you can bet all of his overs today, I'm doing that because he's going to have a humongous day. I think the Saints can beat the Falcons, and so Saints beating the Falcons, you have the Saints now in, and then I would love for the Saints to match up with the Bucks in the first round. That's what would play. That would be. That would be so great. If what you're saying comes through, then the Saints would be the seven seed, and the the Durant, no, the Rams would be the two seed because you have the Rams winning, so it would be Saints Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rams hold the yeah, title. It would be purely Tampa. The Saints, yeah, the Rams, the Saints aren't the Rams, right? Probably not. You don't think the Saints? Nobody thinks the Saints can. Beat the Unless Rams, the Rams' offensive line uh, Saints can't score enough to beat the Rams. No. But, but, but I mean, they can score enough to beat the Bucks, and then they then they beat them nine zero. Yeah. I think it's I would, more like the main reason I would be okay with the Saints playing the Rams is even if they don't beat them, I think that they dogfight the hell out of them for four quarters. Okay. And Rogers, just had, like Sean Payton put, I think Sean Payton goes head to head with Sean McVay. And for all of the talent that Sean McVay is mentally as a football coach, Sean Payton, it can absolutely go toe to toe with him that entire time. But realistically, the Packers are going to play the winner of the Cardinals Cowboys. Yeah. And I would rather play the Cardinals. Yeah, absolutely. Too. Even with the possibility that J.J. Watt comes back. Yeah, bring J.J. Watt down to scare me. Well, I'm just saying, because, like, their defense is going out. DeAndre Hopkins isn't coming back. So I'm, I'm more worried, I'm, I'm more happy that DeAndre Hopkins wouldn't be in the game than J.J. Watt in the game. And, I, and Kyler Murray, for, you know, I'm, listen, he's, a, he's an extreme talent, but playoffs are a different level for a young quarterback. On the only other team, I know it didn't work last year with Tampa Bay, but a team – from Arizona coming to Green Bay in the middle of January probably doesn't sit well. This is a guy in Murray who played in the South his entire career in college too, playing Big Twelve in the SEC. Right. And also, they're in, they're a dome team, like not like Tampa was at least like played outside. The outside right. Fair enough. So we we'll take my chance for sure. So we've been going for about forty minutes. Let's just just for fun, let's make a quick prediction and then we'll start to wrap things up. So I think the line is 
Packers by three and a half. Again, don't bet this game. As a recording right now, it's actually it's three in most spots or like in sharp books. But yeah, a lot of public books have three and a half. So I think we're saying don't bet this game, but we can at least predict it. Gage, what are you thinking? Uh, I think that Jordan Love is really good. Um, I think that he can move the ball against this defense because this defense in this environment is a much different one than the Chiefs on the road. Two days of practice on limited time because I bet the I bet that he's been getting some work this week, knowing full well that he's probably going to be in the lineup at some point during the game. And I think that he can have a really good day here. I think that Green Bay wins the game because for all of the tough and grit that the Lions are, I still don't think that they're that good. I think the Green Bay wins the game. 27 to 17. I'm going to go Green Bay as well just because I think they'll get out to a nice start, like like Gabe was saying, and then you get the starters out. Love will go out. I think Love will play well also. I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to be Matt Flynn and throw six touchdown passes, but I think he'll, he won't hurt the team. He'll score enough. Um, the Packers will have the lead. They'll hold on to it. I, I, I see like 24-20. I think Green Bay wins as well, and I think they win fairly comfortably. I think Jordan – I'm with you guys on Jordan Love. I think he's going to play solid. I think Patrick Taylor is going to look pretty good. And I think the defense will get after golf a little bit. So I'm going to go 31-20. I think they're going to take it. And it's going to be one of those – there's going to be some really bizarre touchdowns in this game. So I think I think they're going to take care of business, get to, get to 14, have some confidence and some and some a really good vibe heading into the bye week, and then we'll get some of these guys back. We'll see good things from Bakhtiari and Myers, get hopefully get Jair Alexander back, and we'll, we can talk about that next week and what they do with him when he's back, how they, how they handle the secondary. But as we wrap things up, uh, Mark, where can people find you? Uh, I'm, I'll have a story up. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at MarkEckles08. And then um, I'll have a story up right after the game on Packer Report on um, my instant analysis of whatever does happen in, in today's game. It'll be up. Shortly after the game's over, check it out there. And then as the week goes on, we'll see who to, what's going on playoff-wise, and I'll probably rank the teams Packers might be able to play and do stuff like that about just looking ahead to the, to the postseason. As always, you can find me on Twitter at GBridge for the NFL. With the NFL and fantasy season winding down, I will be taking a – not a break in terms of fantasy content. I'll probably still put out a few things here or there, but I am going to wind back the amount of work that I'm doing just because – it has been a long, long season, and with all of the constant injuries and COVID stuff, it has been a little more difficult to come up with consistent stuff. But So I'll be taking a bit of a break. Still working on Nuggets content over at denverstiffs.com, but you can find all of my work on my Twitter. That is the easiest and easiest way uh, to find all of my stuff. Sure, and, and you can find me on Twitter at Mike Wendland, all one word. As I'll take this time to quick celebrate my championship at the Packaday uh, Fantasy League. So I'll enjoy that, but also... You can find, uh, find all my work through Zaleski Sports. I'm a, currently a broadcaster, doing a lot of high school games, doing a lot of hockey and basketball right now. So a lot of my stuff is through their doing. There's also some recaps for a couple conferences in Wisconsin, how their teams are doing. And, of course, you can find all of us at Packaday Podcast, wherever podcasts are found, at Packaday Podcast on social media and on YouTube at the Packaday Podcast YouTube channel as well. So, again, thank you for joining us. It is week 18, as weird of a number as that sounds now in 2022. Final week of the regular season. Playoffs next week. 14 teams will remain, and we will go from there. So for Mark Eckel and for Gage Bridgeford, this is Mike Weiland saying so long, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the game. Stay stay warm, stay safe, carry the G, and go Pack Go.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.